0: guys, welcome back to another episode of the 30-Minute Rumble. I am Ryan, I am here with Shay, and we have a few topics to cover this week. As Night 2 of Rebellion just concluded just two days ago, and there's some pros and cons of Night 2, I was looking forward to the world title situation, which we'll get to in a second. Um, We're going to start with the Fatal 4-Way X-Division match, which I... uh, didn't really like because it should have been like a ladder match or an Ultimate X match. It would have made it phenomenal. Um, everyone had potential in the match. It was it was uh, pretty decent. Um, I watched. I went back and watched it all. Um, I they should have made it like a number one contenders match against you know I think Willie Mack is now the current uh, X Division champion. The uh, TNA or Impact they don't have. Like a strong X division anymore, like they used to, and that's where they got popular from. And sure. they can build off their current X division uh, that they have, but they just don't have like star power. They should try and fish out some star power, but with the current situation going on in the world right now, it's hard to uh, for these wrestling companies to even do stuff like that now. So hopefully, so, after the so, so pandemic ends, they can get part of me. Division.
1: Part of me thinks that they back themselves into the corner with a lot of the X Division stuff because yeah. a lot of it we've seen already. So they're trying to like outdo themselves. And I, the X Division was like indie wrestling before indie became like mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know, you had guys out there doing like amazing things that you just didn't see anywhere else. And now. They're trying to, I don't know, I like, think they're kind of like toeing the line. They're not doing anything new. They're doing right. a lot of the same things that they've been doing. I mean, the match was great, like a lot of athleticism and, and charisma out there. But a lot of it also looked like they were setting up for the next move, which mm-hmm. is something that I absolutely hate in wrestling is when you do a move and then you have to be in a certain spot for the next guy to do his move. And it looks like you're waiting for him to do it. Yeah, That's one I, thing that I happened uh... in that match. I hated the
0: finish. Like so, Chris Bay comes in and just kicks. was it in Rohit or whatever his name was. He yeah. kicks them and then ends it just like that. I'm like, wait a minute. Right. There's like no big finish. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a fatal four way match and there's no big finish. Like, right? They, I mean, it, obviously they taped it all. They could have redone it. They didn't decide to do that. Um, uh, like I would rate it like a six out of 10 match. Um, it's a decent match. You can chill back and watch, but the ending, they should have redone it or did it differently. Um, there was some nice spots, but like you said, they did set up a lot. And it was like, you, you want to, when you're watching a match, I understand it's the X-Vision, they've done everything possible, but you want to like, we want to see some unexpected stuff. Right. Or something new. And it's hard in these days because, I mean, I see it all the time when I watch NXT. A lot of it comes from NXT. I see something new all the time. Like right. I've never like I'll see a movie like holy shit I've never even seen that before. <laughs> um, moving on the Full Metal Mayhem match between Havoc and Rosemary I saw some new things in that match. Uh, who's that one girl that made appearance?
1: I can't remember the name that Nevia. they used. Navia, Navia, uh, yeah, something like, something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure who she is though.
0: I'm not. I am not familiar. I didn't bother looking her up. Um, that,
1: she didn't like interfere or anything, so no. we, we don't know who she was watching.
0: But uh, the Rosemary, the, this is what I wanted to point out: uh, TNA's knockout division or women's division, they uh, have always somewhat outshined WWE's women's division before this new like women's evolution type thing, right? Because uh, of how like hardcore they were, or you know, they like TNA never focused on like their bodies a lot, mm-hmm. except for. That, you know, the era of the beautiful people, which was a good uh, storyline and good faction. But they also put on great matches. And I believe that TNA, like, when they had that promo video come out a couple weeks ago of, like, they were the original women's evolution or whatever. uh, I actually believe that TNA was putting on good women's matches before WWE was because WWE was focusing on pillow fights (laughs) <laughs> and some yeah. two minute matches and Gail yeah. M started that whole entire thing back in 2006 or 7 when uh TNA got their knockouts division and it set up the stepping stones for the rest of them to come like Rosemary she's she's probably at the top top 10 for you know just putting on good matches or just her gimmick alone
1: well you know that some would argue that the women who put that in motion and kind of set that up were the, was the Trish Stratus and the Mickie Jameses and the Jazzes and the Jacquees, right? Well, yeah, they've who, had good
0: matches, but then like who had like, what it not, takes?
1: Who had yeah. what it takes? But they weren't given the spotlight to do so,
0: right? Yeah. The, like Vince McMahon or whoever had, well, obviously it's Vince McMahon because he calls everything. Vince McMahon didn't want to give him a chance. I watched. Right. I didn't watch the whole thing, but SummerSlam 2003 did not have a women's match on the card. By the way,
1: it had a wait. That was 2004 where they had the dodgeball match. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it was 2003. They didn't have a women's match. It was when they had the chamber, the chamber yeah. match. I'm like, wait a minute, they don't have a women's match. What is going on? Yeah. They have, they have like, they had like Sable or something like that as like the picture promotion for the for SummerSlam 03, but they didn't have a women's match. Mm. I, I, the only woman that was on the whole entire show was Lillian Garcia, and she was singing the price. national anthem. anthem. <laughs> and but dating, going back to the TNA thing, they they really you know, the the match was slow with Havoc and Rosemary a little bit, but they did uh, do some new things. Yeah, oh uh, the Full Metal Mayhem. There's some new spots that I didn't, I've never even seen before. I thought the whole spot at the end with her using a lead pipe, like an actual lead pipe, was. It was a little bit funny and didn't really, um, if I was there live, I wouldn't have cared for that spot, but right. just with no audience and, you know, they got to do something to end the match, but I, like I said, like some of the matches should end differently with like a mm-hmm. big spot, especially in a Full Metal Mayhem match, because TNA has actually had some of the best Full Metal Mayhem matches with that included like Abyss and uh, Jeff Hardy and I think Judas Messias was in the earlier uh, Teen or uh, Full Metal Mayhem matches. Mhm. Mhm. Um Yeah. But TNA's always put on like a different product. Yeah. I feel like they just have some of the different the most uh unique and different storylines than WWE or any other wrestling company. That's what makes them stand out differently, but some people just don't like their products, and I'm okay with their product or their storylines that they come out with. I'm not going to Trash them, they just want to be different and they want to see what they can do, especially right. with uh, they had a Madison Rain commentating night too with uh, jo- with her husband Josh Matthews. And I didn't, that's pretty cool. Madison Rain needs some work commentating, obviously. Josh Matthews has been doing it for a very long time. Right. Madison Rain was sound like she was doing it for her very first time, and that's okay. <laughs> they're you know, they're uh, that's like what AW is doing, they got Jericho, they got Cody all doing comment commentary which is cool you know it's it's nice to just, uh, hear uh, different voices commentating and you know just them those companies giving those people opportunities to commentate and i'm not yeah. i'm not gonna tr- i'm not gonna trash mass and rain it did sound like i mean it probably was our first time um which is cool and all you know i would love to commentate a match or two if i were to ever get there in my in my life um Moving on to this little subject I wanted to talk about for a few minutes actually because the the main event saw Michael Elgin come at, coming out and said apparently I, I guess Eddie Edwards couldn't make the show either.
1: Yeah, um, I'm not sure exactly like why I, he couldn't come in. Maybe because he was in from Canada. He's from Canada, right? No,
0: he's in Boston. He's in Boston. Okay. Uh it was Weird, because when I was reading the spoilers for the... Or I didn't read the, any of the spoilers. It was just like what the notes were for the weeks they taped. They said Tessa Blanchard wasn't there. They didn't say anything about Eddie Edwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I watched it, I'm like, oh, wait, Eddie Edwards? He's not there? Eddie Edwards has been the face of the company for a couple years now, or at least one of the faces or the, one of the top dogs. Yeah. Um, he wasn't there, and then Tessa Blanchard. I, everyone knows the reason why Tessa Blanchard wasn't there, so she's the current Impact world champion. Correct. Michael Elgin came out, said, oh, I want to crown me the Impact champion. Then Moose came out wearing a Macho Man attire with the <laughs> TNA world title, the TNA world title. Yeah. The title that I like, the title that Which I Which is a better-looking
1: belt by far. Yes,
0: um, I'm not sure when they debuted it, but it was um, – probably after all that nonsense with Jeff Hardy's Immortal titles and all of his Jeff Hardy's versions uh-huh. of the titles left, but um, that title I liked. Um, I can't, I don't remember when they got rid of that title. Was was Moose the last person to hold that belt? I don't remember. That, that version of the TNA belt? Not sure. Um. Well, anywho, I guess apparently Moose is the current TNA champion, because he defended it against Hernandez and Michael Elgin, and I don't know how the hell Hernandez got involved. It,
1: exactly.
0: like, I, like I said, TNA is just different. They probably called up Hernandez, because he was in the air, and they're like, yo, Hernandez, you want to like get in a match? Hernandez is, is a TNA OG, and like they'll always bring back Hernandez. Like The last yeah. time... I, I can't remember the last time Hernandez was in TNA. Oh, with that whole when they were taking on the OG, or they were taking on LAX. I actually enjoyed
1: that storyline.
0: Yeah, it was good, dude. Like the whole OGs versus LAX. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. Um, but night two, it was it had its ups and downs. Um, I'm kind of curious. I, I am very curious to see what they're gonna do with this with with the TNA World Title now because they, they have I the don't. Impact
1: World Title now. They get the TNA Title. I don't want to know what they do with it because I'm already <laughs> predicting that okay, Moose is champion right now, and then here comes Tessa Blanchard with her Impact World Championship, and they're going to have a champion versus champion unification match, and I just don't believe in anything that Tessa Blanchard does against a guy like Michael Elgin or Moose or Hernandez or Eddie Edwards is just not believable. <laughs> oh. And that will never change in my mind. She cannot go in there and beat guys like Moose. It's just, right. it's just well, not happening.
0: It, it, well, they taped 10 weeks of uh, taping, so we're going to see Moose as champion for a good two months. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that, too. Um, I, I was reading for a while that Moose was supposed to go to WWE. I guess that never happened. Um,
1: I don't want to see that. <laughs> do I. I don't want to see that.
0: <laughs> but from what you your your base
1: opinion how was night two mm, i don't know i i I didn't think it was i didn't think it was that great like the havoc no. and rosemary match was okay um i just felt like there were every it was so many spots where they were just like waiting for some, the next thing to happen yeah. and Having Elgin and Moose and Hernandez, three super heavyweights in the match, killed it for me. They needed right. one lighter guy in there to, to kind of like mix that up. But um, I mean, hmm. the the four way w- was decent. The yeah, the Joseph, the Joseph P. Ryan and cousin Jake. I didn't even want to talk about I, that. I didn't want to bring it up. Talking about that one,
0: Having and Rosemary just...
1: was decent. And the main event wasn't bad. It's just I don't know. I don't like when it's like all like super heavyweights in the match. Right. But.
0: Okay. Um. I. I'm just curious to see what's next for TNA Impact or Impact Wrestling, however you guys call it. I'm interested. I'm interested. You got me in the product TNA. I'm curious <laughs> what Moose is going to do with the TNA World Title, but moving on to this very interesting thing that Mr. EC3 has been doing on Twitter with his videos and oh, yeah. um so I didn't I still haven't seen it, but Shay did tell me that EC three posted a video, I guess, leaning towards MJF. Mm-hmm. Do you want to fill me in on that?
1: So he just cut a basically cut a promo similar to the the one that you showed me. Um, where he's just like up against this white wall and then they have like the graphics or like the lights like flickering like against his like face and stuff. I like that he shaved his head. that's pretty cool. makes him look a little bit different. but um, he, he's basically saying like MJF you know is doing like the privileged like character and he did it better and he he does it better hmm. and pretty much that he's the original. And and he's better than MJF, basically. In a nutshell, that's what he was saying in in the promo. And then at the end, they did like the three, like the three slashes, okay, on the black background. So a lot of people have been saying that he's coming to AEW, um, and maybe him and MJF are gonna be like storyline number one for him. Maybe we'll see. But then he also talked about Drake Maverick, right?
0: Right in the second video. Well, we called him as Rockstar Spud, mm-hmm. and this video came out before Rockstar Spud's match in yeah. on, on NXT, and WWE is like pushing this as a storyline, and it's becoming a big thing now. Because out of all the thirty guys that got released a couple weeks ago and from WWE, Drake Maverick's still wrestling, um, as he is currently a released superstar, but he's wrestling because due to the um, tournament, so, uh. EC3 was uh, saying a bunch of things, and then at the end he said Rockstar Spud, you know, he. I guess he was, you know, I'm not sure what he was meaning by it all. I'm not sure if he was, like, trying to, like, sp- send a message that, like, Rockstar Spud is, like, or Drake Maverick is the guy that, like, that should probably have gotten uh, a better treatment. I- I'm not yeah. really sure what he's trying to say with, like, his video, but it's it's honestly, it's, it's, a, it's gold. The, the whole video just like how he cuts his promo it's it's gold and i'm really hoping the i and i'm, I'm also curious with this whole storyline with drake maverick because he did win this match um last night on nxt in the in the, in the cruiserweight tournament so i'm curious to see if he wins his next match because if he wins his next match then it, it's it might be a certain that he wins the whole tournament but it
1: I feel like they should have to fight. win. You have to win three matches, right? I to think, move on to the next round, I think. Is it three matches? I thought it was three. Or everybody has three matches, maybe.
0: Yeah, I think everyone versus each other. The person with the best record moves on. But if people are tied, then they like do another match with each other or something like that. Okay. So Drake Maverick wins another match. It's almost confirmed that he might even win the whole entire thing. If he loses, then that he's, he's kicked the curb. Mhm. Um Tony Nese is completely out for as far as I know. Um but I'm very curious to see because, you know, EC3 and Drake Maverick they're like really good friends cuz of the thing they were together for like 2 years in TNA. So yeah. when Drake Maverick came over and then, you know, EC3 came over to the back or EC3 came back to the B, I think they like rekindled and stuff like
1: that. Right. And Drake he was supposed or- to he was they did a couple of like uh dark matches, right? Where Maverick was his manager. Uh, I can't on like remember. superstars or or main event or one of the two. And Drake I can't Maverick remember. yeah, was like his manager for a few matches. It didn't last long though. Right. Um
0: But he, he, like I'm I'm actually really like happy or excited just to see where this is gonna go because The whole thing that EC3 was talking about, I'm like, oh, I'm getting in this. I'm really, you know, excited to see what's next. Like, I'm waiting for another video for this man to post because EC3 is cutting some gold promos right now. Like, everything he's saying is, like, coming from the heart, built up from all the anger and pain that he's suffered from what WWE's put him through. Like, you know, they they brought him back. It's the same
1: thing from the first time.
0: Yeah, and it's the same thing
1: and I'm yeah. and, um, and i'm
0: curious and like eric young another guy before we like continue on the next subject i don't want to stay too long on the subject but eric Young, another guy that I, I hasn't really said much about his release and i'm surprised he's not like hopping in on this whole entire thing because I, I feel like a lot of these a lot of the guys i got released are like i feel like they're gonna like um not uh they're all going to like get together. And I feel like they all should like debut at the same time and like for the same company. And like, they, they pull some NWO type thing. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, but I, I, I think
1: um, Eric Young belongs at, in my opinion, at this point, Eric Young belongs either in an agent role or a manager's role. Yeah,
0: I know it, it just sucks, man, because he had one more good run left in him. And then Dota just like, you know, shit shit all over him yeah he had he, one he, more good run left in him
1: they below, he should have stayed in nxt bringing him up to the main roster when they didn't even have and they had no ideas for sanity and i read that the the night they debuted that really? they, they were supposed to debut on a specific date and then it never happened they pushed it back and then you didn't see sanity you kept seeing promos It's because they had nothing for them. Damn. So they just brought them up just to bring them up just to clear space in NXT so they could bring them up to the main roster and they'd never never used them.
0: And that's the thing with b's product even and it's getting a little bit worse today is like a lot of the stuff is getting bland and it's getting The they're, they're like a the thing is like with Tubby they're like the current product right now they're like they they'll go two steps back or they'll move one step forward, two steps back, as the saying goes. And like I saw last night on an NXT, uh, the new thing with Johnny Argano and his wife Candice LeRae, they mm-hmm. I feel like that are they're running out of things for Johnny Argano to do. Like I think Dominic Dijakovic called out Johnny Argano. It's like oh well, where does where is this coming from? He's just calling him out now, right? And then the whole thing with Tomasa Champa, he's gonna be. Versing uh, Killer Cross or Carrion Cross or wh- whatever his official name is going to be when he debuts. But that's yeah. what's going to be next for Tommaso Ciampa. But we're not going to see Johnny Gargano on the main roster. And this going to be a matter of time before they're literally going to run out of everything for Johnny Gargano to do. Johnny Gargano's won all the titles in NXT. He's literally done it all. Like They're going to have to move him up sooner or later. Um. But WWE's product, they, they're they running out of things to do. And another good thing that WWE's doing, they put Angel Garza, um, Andrade, and Austin Theory together with Zelina Vega managing them. And she's a perfect right. manager. She's almost like a Paul Heyman type or Vicky Guerrero type because mm-hmm. she's already at that level. You know, when you're managing a faction and you've managed Andrade for for was about two years, she's managing Andrade. Yeah. Yeah. And then now she, and then like when Andrade was on suspension, she went to go manage Angel Garza. And then like you know, it's it's a good thing that WWE's you know doing one thing like that, and they're like going one step backwards by putting Seth Rollins in the main event for the WWE title. And another step back. Yeah. Uh-huh. Another, another um, step I mean, backwards. I- they took Apollo Cruz of the Money in the Bank ladder match, which is. I don't like, think he
1: was ever gonna be in it anyway.
0: <laughs> then why like I don't know why they do that to him. Man. I mean like, he
1: didn't he didn't belong. <laughs> Apollo Crews is
0: like another like No Way Jose or another Eric Young. It's just like he's Now like-
1: this doesn't mean that he's not gonna be used. He might come back and actually win the belt from Andrade. Maybe. But his money in the bank shot is gone. Unless unless he shows up in the last chance gauntlet. On Monday, and actually wins it. No, but that the would... thing is, he's injured.
0: Oh, uh, storyline injured.
1: <laughs> right, like he's storyline injured. But what if he like comes out in the gauntlet as the last person, um... you know, with with his injury, and then he winds up winning it? That would be like good TV if they did something like that. I don't see them doing that because you know WWE hardly makes sense a lot of the time, but. I don't know. I'd like to see him in the match. I think he's a he has the a great style for a ladder match, but I don't know. But for NXT, um, so HBK, Shawn Michaels, picked his top three guys in NXT that he feels are going to be like future main roster stars. Okay. He chose Cross, which oh, I can sure. agree, which I can agree with because he was great in Impact. He chose Tim Thatcher.
0: I'm not, I'm not feel, sold
1: on him yet. I'm not sold on him yet. Who I feel can be the next Chris Benoit. Oh, God. Now, not, you know, in in in, in a wrestling way. Right, right, I know. <laughs> and he chose Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis is my sleeper guy in NXT.
0: He, dude, I love it because um, yeah. I've been watching him since TNA. I've been watching him for about ten years when he debuted mm-hmm. TNA ten years ago, and his whole like, like creepy slash Bray Wyatt ish type, you know, uh, character that he's going with. I'm 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 sold. I'm, I love it.
1: And he's freaking huge.
0: Oh yeah, I've, <laughs> I've seen him in person. He's huge. I've actually seen him wrestle in person a few times.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. So I'm excited about Loomis and and Cross the most. Like Thatcher, I think his style. I don't think his style works for NXT. But no, either way, he's gonna make it. I mean, he has everything. Everything else, his his look is is, you know whatever. Uh, But I mean, that guy can work. He can wrestle, and and that's what's gonna push him forward is his matches in NXT. So once he gets in the ring with guys like Gargano and he goes out there, who, who else? Who, who can work well with somebody like Thatcher? Gargano, for sure. Ciampa, for sure.
0: I, uh, Adam, Cole. Adam Cole.
1: Yeah, Adam Cole, for sure. Uh, even with, like, Roderick Strong or Bobby Fish, the whole Undisputed era. Right. Because all those guys can work.
0: Um, but, um, <clears throat> to stay on the NXT topic... Because compared to their current situations right now, what do you think is the better prog- product with WWE inside WWE be between you know the main roster and then NXT as of right now? I'm not sure who's still producing backstage. I'm not sure what producers are left. But with your own opinion, you're asking what, what
1: brand what, is the best right now?
0: Yeah, with Raw and SmackDown are the same, and then we got NXT.
1: Well. Mm. Uh <laughs> I've always enjoyed the production for Smackdown over Raw. Okay. Uh, in my opinion. And they put more they they put more into SmackDown than they do Raw. And I feel that way because it's Fox and it's Network TV. Right. So they gotta put more emphasis into SmackDown. But NXT's always had better storylines, better matches. It always leaves you more satisfied than watching anything on the main roster.
0: Well, I'm liking what SmackDown's doing with their tag team division. I'm not liking how they were having triple threat matches for the SmackDown tag titles. Yeah, That we'll get into another day. But the tag team division is spiced up a little bit. they debuted the Forgotten Sons, mm-hmm. which hopefully they don't end up being forgotten.
1: Let's they see. don't wind up being the next Ascension.
0: Um, but... Uh, Lucha House Party, they are a phenomenal tag team. I swear to God, if there'll be less than oh, yeah. Dude, oh, I yeah. saw them. I saw them in Elimination Chamber, man. Uh, but that happened over about almost two months ago, the Elimination Chamber. I'm like, these guys that's are shit. killing it right now. And then the freaking first one's eliminated.
1: Like, what the heck? These yeah. guys are killing it, man. Well, that's one thing you can always bet on. When somebody comes into a match and they kind of like clean house and take everybody out, you know they're being eliminated first. Right, they're letting them get all their spots in before they get thrown out. That's true,
0: (laughs) and you know they have very good potential. It sucks that like obviously when they might be the tag team that doesn't ever get a title reign because not every single, not every wrestler will get a title reign in WWE.
1: Lucha House Party is not even about Dorado and Metalik; it's all Kalisto.
0: Well, Kalisto's been
1: injured for months. He hasn't wrestled since right. December. It's always it's always been a Kalisto show, right? It's never been about anybody else. Like Kalisto is the guy that th- that they love backstage and they always protect.
0: Well, Kalisto might be getting released because he requested it. Now, apparently, what I read was WWE is granting all releases. If you want your release, you're going to get it granted so we mm. might be seeing more releases in the
1: future but um well you know that they they're they're talking about WWE possibly going up for sale right damn Well, with either fox or espn oh god it's going to be a whole um, different story man if that happens selling, selling their entire like library which means the network is probably going to go away And it also means that we're going to go back to pay-per-views. $50 pay-per-views again. Oh, Lord. That's going to suck. Right. And I don't know as far as, like, who's going to produce and who's going to do all that stuff. But we might see, like, wrestling become more sports-oriented and less story-driven, less drama-driven. Like, who knows? What the heck would well, happen? who
0: knows again? if he gets sold or not. Because Vince McMahon, it's been in the McMahon family for 70 75 years or whatever. Yeah. And I don't think like Vince McMahon will let that happen. I mean, he's always got ideas. So we'll, we we shall see. Um but with everything, I'm really hoping that his product gets a little bit better. Like I said, yeah. They go one step forward and two steps back. Like I like they they've been saying it, you know, with this whole pandemic going on, it should probably really kick in gear for everyone's creative ideas. Instead of giving us the same matches every week, like mm-hmm. give us new new matches. Like Raw, I've we've been seeing new matches on Raw lately, which I've been liking, but just I'm we need you. new storylines.
1: NWA does it the right way.
0: Exactly. I I, the right way. I was supposed to go to an NWO taping and back in February and I, then I, I should have went if I knew this whole entire thing was gonna happen I should have went <laughs> yeah um I like just to sum up our whole entire podcast um you know we're gonna follow up we're gonna follow up with this uh next week we'll be following up with the whole Drake Maverick and EC three thing because I want to keep a close tabs on this thing. EC3 is a gold mine. Um we're gonna follow up next week with uh, TNA, possibly, and then whatever else mm-hmm. falls onto our shoulders. Um like I said, we're gonna talk about all the top topics first, and if there's nothing that week then we'll, you know, branch off to other things because on this podcast, we're gonna talk about whatever we want. And me and Shay, we like talking about everything. <laughs> we could probably can. we can probably talk for hours, honestly, about everything that's going on.
1: Oh yeah. But, yeah. You know, with I mean, uh, I mean it's wrestling, it has a deep history, you know. Oh yeah. I
0: mean there's <laughs> there's seventy seventy, eighty years of history with wrestling with everything, and then if you were to bring in every other wrestling company, it just adds in even more to talk about.
1: Yeah.
0: So anything else you want to add, Shay, before uh, we end this little shebang?
1: I do not. We will We'll talk about AW next
0: week. Okay, we'll talk about AEW next week. Um, just to throw in a little bit of AEW right now. They've been steady. They're going back to live tapings very soon. Um, their product is a little bit steady. We'll get into it next week, though, as we're running out of time. But, guys, tune in on Monday. Tune in on Thursdays every single week for the 30-Minute Rumble. I am your co-host, Ryan.
1: Plug the social medias.
0: Uh, Ryan Gaming TD at all socials. <laughs> and what are you, Shay?
1: I'm NT certified on pretty much all socials besides uh, TikTok.
0: <laughs> and then Shay did hit 5 million subs on YouTube. So Shay's... No,
1: 5,000. Why did I say 5 million? Why did I say 5 million? If I was at 5 million, I'd be like top 10 right now. <laughs> oh man
0: see I'm over hyping right now I'm, I'm, I'm making you think that your life
1: goals man life goals, life goals.
0: <laughs> but 5,000 subs on YouTube that's huge That's honestly yeah. insane it's exciting alright catch you guys next time until next week see ya